0: Welcome to Bumped with Hayley and Rochelle, from IVF besties to pregnancy pals. This is a podcast all about the highs and lows of pregnancy and our steps towards motherhood. So grab a glass of bubbles or probably a cup of tea and join us
1: as we bump along together welcome back to another episode of Bumped with Haley and Rochelle. This is my first ever intro because Hayley Woo-hoo! made me do it. <laughs> so,
0: <Or you>
1: <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed our little bonus episode uh, Tuesday and today will be very quickly about us and our week update and then we'll jump into our interview for the week. So Hayley, how have you been this
0: week? I am so tired. (laughs) I think that, so I'm, so we're recording this um, a little bit early. So I'm about to become 34 weeks, which I'll actually be 34 exactly on our episode release day um, being Thursday. I feel like probably in the last week or so, I am experiencing the kind of fatigue that a lot of people talk about in first trimester Mm. so even though I was quite nauseous and sick in first and into second trimester I actually never got that bone aching tiredness and so Yeah, I was like, I was definitely tired, but it like, I just kind of kept my normal routine, which granted, like I sleep for nine or 10 hours a night. So like, you know, there was some <laughs> solid sleeping going on, but now by about five 30, six o'clock, I am absolutely spent. Like I can't keep my eyes open. I cannot sit upright. I am so exhausted. And it's like, you know, do I need sugar? Do I need caffeine? I'm like, no, it's six o'clock at night. Like I'm, I can't stimulate myself <laughs> to stay awake. So I've been going to bed, like I do kind of read. And once I'm sort of in bed, I'm okay. Like I'm fine to sort oh. of read for half an hour or an hour maybe. But um, yeah, that that level of fatigue has really stepped up a notch lately, which I think, you know, I'm still working um pretty hard and you know with the nice weather you kind of want to be out and about on weekends and things like that and so it's yeah I'm, I'm not sure how long this fatigue is going to last whether this is just how I ride out the last couple of weeks or not but it is definitely taking a lot out of me um it wouldn't
1: help that you're working still full-time around a bunch of high school kids yeah,
0: they definitely take up a bit of my energy just a little. Uh, and it's like, I can't stand up for very, like, so I'm always like sitting on a table or leaning or like, i just, I'm just like, my whole body is just kind of getting heavier and heavier, which <laughs> it literally is. Um, and the other thing is that baby has stepped it up a notch and it's been stepping it up, you know, pretty consistently for the past maybe six weeks or so. But it is gymnastics, aerobics, football, (laughs) taekwondo, some sort of octopus dance (laughs) thing going on. And so, and I have a really long torso. I'm tall. This baby is taking up all the room and kicking and rolling and punching and it just kind of like it's in my ribs all the time, all the day, which is pretty amazing because I'm getting some cool footage on my phone when I'm quick enough. Oh, awesome. So it's, um, I still though feel incredibly lucky to be feeling well. Mm-hmm. So I'm slowing down. My body is feeling very fatigued and heavy and, and I'm like uncomfortable is definitely the word of the week, weeks. <laughs> but I still feel really grateful to be well, and I'm still fairly energized until I get to that fatigue point, which kind of lasts most of the day. and And I'm eating relatively well, and I'm still trying to do some yoga and stretching and walking, and I'm still able to do all those things. I've stopped Pilates now, which uh, was just getting a little bit too much. So it's yeah, it's it's been it's been a good couple of weeks, and uh, I don't know if I regret my decision to work until 37 weeks, (laughs) but we will see how that plays out. At the moment, I'm feeling like that might be a little bit optimistic, especially with um, some of the challenges of this week and how next couple of weeks are going to go. But we shall see. So I'm I'm doing okay,
1: and I'm also getting yeah. I Sorry. was definitely, I was gonna say, I was definitely shocked when I asked you like a little while ago. Oh, when are you going to take maternity, li- maternity leave? And you're like, I'm not.
0: I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you're like, I'm just waiting till term finishes. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wait till the end of the the term. If look, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'll just change my forms. And I am really fortunate that I'll take the year off next year, which is I'm very very lucky because of the conditions of my work and. Um, you know, our cost of living is quite low. So I know that I'm going to get all that sweet, sweet time off very soon, but maybe I should have called it quits a little bit earlier. But anyway, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I'm also at the point where I'm having uh, appointments almost, I'm almost at the like every week point. Mm -hmm. So I've just got a little, I think I've got Maybe one more, you know, this fortnight, and then it's getting pretty intense. So it's definitely feeling go time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting it's getting close, and I'm I'm excited. How are you? What's going on with you? Good. I
1: had actually before you jump onto me, you had a scan, didn't you, or
0: something? Like no, you, just you a, were worried just an about. Yeah, like babies so baby's down. Yes, so we, yes, good memory. (laughs) I forgot that completely. So my last appointment, um, I just was hoping that the baby was kind of nestled in facing uh, head down, which uh, it is. So it's in a really good position. Um, my doctor doesn't seem to think that the baby will move too much. Like it's kind of really nicely nestled um, downwards. So fingers crossed it stays that way. Although from the way it's moving, it could be, I don't know, doing like full 360s. <laughs> I, I would not have a clue.
1: Awesome. Yeah, so I had my is that a twenty week scan, a midway scan, halfway there, half baked, don't know. But I had that scan, and that was super exciting because we haven't actually. I saw her a couple of weeks ago because I was a bit nervous, which I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I spoke to you guys all about. But Jed got to come, and I just love when he comes because he can see her. And now that she's twenty weeks, or she was twenty two days or three days or something like that and oh, just the fact that you know every time you go there they're bigger and like you know they're bigger because your belly's getting bigger but she doesn't mm-hmm. fit on like the picture So like a 12 weeks you could see in her entire body and her head mm-hmm. when now it's like this is her head this is her arm this is her like booty like you know it has to be in like stages so it was really exciting and everything checked out fine so she doesn't There's no, I guess, markers for Down syndrome or spina bifida or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that was awesome. She's measuring, her head was measuring a little behind, but at this stage, that's totally normal. Like the, what are they called? Are they a sonographer? The doctor there doing the ultrasound didn't mention it. He just said she's perfectly in the middle of not too big, not too small. Pet. I just know how to look at the screen and yeah. I can just tell. <laughs> but I mean, if she takes after me being a bit smaller than to Jed, then I'm fine. My vagina is grateful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was super fun. And every time we go do a scan, they always do like the 4D images, mm-hmm. which I think is so bizarre, but like super fun. She can like see more of their facial features and they're like, fingers wriggling
0: no, it's just so cool it's like a real human baby inside you (laughs) I know weird right (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's
1: she's she's growing and she's kicking and I just love every time she does kick because it's getting more noticeable and more forceful so and I've seen it once I'm like trying to every time like I look down I'm like come on kick kick come on she just doesn't want
0: to do it no, they don't perform on cue, which is really frustrating. Yeah, well, whatever. that's so exciting and so reassuring, and just lovely to, lovely to see your little babe. I know she's. I think she's so cute, but right now
1: she's just. I don't know. She looks like every other, I guess, baby on a yeah, scan. <laughs> <a skin>.
0: right. <laughs> I'm like honestly, they just all look the same, and people are like, oh, she's got your f- nose. <laughs> You're like, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you t- yeah I think like even when they're born like they all kind of look the same a little yeah. bit they all have that like, squishy a- face
0: <laughs> I had a photo come up in one of my memories and I was like I think it's my nephew it could be one of my friend's babies <laughs> like literally had zero clue checked with my brother and he was like yes that is my child I was like okay cool yeah good <laughs> <laughs> like I just because he was sort of sleeping and his face was all squished and like he just looked like a gorgeous little baby and I was like oh sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm just so excited like every new milestone is like I, I, I can't I can't expect it's just amazing because I'm just so mm. grateful that we're yeah. pregnant yeah it's just I'm just so happy
0: it's really, really special. Um, and what else is special is we have a fantastic oh, yeah. guest today. Um, and Rochelle, you are responsible for bringing this guest into the Bumped Little World. I
1: am, yes. Um, I was actually meant to do this little <laughs> intro and then I forgot to, Hayley did it. So this week we're speaking with Lauren Oliver. I guess she was actually going to be, I guess, one of my recommendations, which mm-hmm. is just to follow her on social media because I've kind of found her a few years ago when we weren't trying to conceive, but I just had her on my radar, following her on and off. I mean, off when I had like a shitty can't conceive moment and refollowed and then kind of followed by just jumping on a page every now and then. So she strongly advocates for women's health and self-care for especially mums who are so I guess run down and they put all of their energy into their family and their babies and their husbands and their work that Mm -hmm. they forget to I guess fill their own cup because you can't pour from an empty cup as she says so she I just think is an inspiration she's very raw and very honest on her social media which can Mm be extremely validating for a new mum a mum who has six kids like if you're going through lockdown she's just super cool, super fun, and really easy to talk to. Hey guys, today we're chatting with Lauren Oliver, founder and CEO of Mums Who Wines. She advocates for all mums to dedicate time to self-care and finding your mum tribe. Hi Lauren, how are you going?
2: Hi, good. What a great intro. I'm like, Ooh, hey. sounds really cool. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. That's me. Uh, no, thank you so much for inviting me on and um, yeah, it's a real honour to be here. Yeah we really
1: appreciate. We always start our chats with I guess introducing you and letting you tell us a
2: bit about yourself and what you do. Sure so yeah so my name's Lauren and I as I said I'm the founder and CEO of Mums Who Wine. So Mums Who Wine is an organisation that is uh, passionate about creating an avenue for mums to invest in their own mental health and self-care. Uh, we um Well, I I guess I should go back to what I did before then. So I was a corporate lawyer for 10 years. I was specialised in insurance in uh, work cover and I was working at a top-tier law firm and then I started Mums Who Wine Pretty much just because I moved to a new area and I wanted to meet a mum friend that I could drink wine with after hours. Because, <laughs> Perfect. Because <laughs> I was working full time and I had I had my son Thomas at he was 15 months. So, you know, by the time I got home, I couldn't go to playgroup or, you know, the library or things like that. And I didn't know anyone and I was pretty lonely. So, just put a call out and then, yeah, and then I, it kind of went gangbusters from there and I quit my job and I do this full time now. That is incredible. And um, yeah, love the idea that it was just
0: sort of, you know, a gal pal to drink some wine with. And that's what they say, you know, you've got to choose your play dates with kids, mm-hmm. you know, based on the mum wine <laughs> vibe. So I'm, I'm loving that. Absolutely. Um, self-care is your you know that that's your jam that's that's what you're really about why is it so hard for us to prioritize self-care and then yet yeah, why is it so important
2: i think just women generally generally uh like and particularly once you become a mother you, you know women have very selfless and they're very focused on other people which is you know a woman's heart and that's a beautiful trait but sometimes we take it a bit too far and I think a lot of the reason why we don't and especially once you become a mum uh is because you, you know, you get the mummy guilt uh, and you feel like for me, for example, when I was working full time, my husband was a stay at home dad and I would come home. And then when I actually wanted time for myself, like to go meet a girlfriend at the wine bar or go do a, you know, a Pilates class or something, I felt really guilty because I'm like, well, you should be spending time with your children, even though like he was in bed. I felt guilty for taking that time for myself. But I th- it's what I've realised and from my own experience and from all the mums that I share and uh, meet um, across Australia is that it is, you know, self-care, it's not a luxury, it's a necessity. It is absolutely pivotal and integral to You know, being the best version of yourself, if you're not looking after yourself, then, you know, you hear the whole cliche, you can't pour from an empty cup, but it's true. Like if you want to give the best of yourself to, you know, your family, your community, your work, whatever it is, you can't be giving them fumes, you can't be giving them, you know, what's left. And by taking the time, and it might just be a half an hour walk around the block, or it might be going and sitting and having a hot cup of coffee at a cafe. It doesn't have to be, you know, these, you know, a a retreat for a week away from the kids. It can be just simple things, but it's so important. And yeah, I'm really, you know, basically passionate and have laid my life down to ensure that women, particularly mothers, take that time because it is so important for your mental health.
1: That's so important. you know, everyone realizes that self-care is different to every single person. You know, it might be a weekend away every now and then, or just that cup of hot cup of tea outside in the sunshine. So you've also created a campaign, Self-Care Saves. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So so I launched Mums Who Wine in 2017. And then I think in um. And at that time, it was more about just bringing mums together, building the community, doing events and things like that. But then, you know, our message really evolved and it showed me just how important and how many mums didn't look after themselves. And... I, it was November 2018, it was during Panda Week, which funnily enough, mm-hmm. it's Panda Week at the moment, which you guys probably know, um, yep. and we support Panda, we donate 5% of all of our proceeds to Panda, which is Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia, raising awareness and reducing stigma associated with um, mental health and in particular postnatal depression. And I was like, I want to do more, like what can I do during this time to raise awareness? So I was driving along and I just had this random idea to uh, create t-shirts and tanks with the hashtag self-care saves. Because I say at all of our events and my speaking engagements, you know, I, self-care saves many things it so it saves you know your relationships it saves your mental health and in the extreme level it can save lives you know if you actually start investing in your mental health you can really ch- turn your life around so I created these t-shirts and I'm like I want to raise $10,000 in 30 days. And at this stage I was literally it, like I was running this on my own Um, and so I'm just like I'm a bit of a go-hard or go-home kind of person which you probably gather. And, (laughs) I, yeah, so I put it out there and I created all these T-shirts and we donated 100% of proceeds to Panda. And in 30 days, oh, my gosh, it was intense but we raised over $12,000. Wow. uh, yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah, and I guess since that that's just become our our hashtag, that's become our message because people see it. I mean, you guys can see it. I've got it on my drink bottle and everything yeah. because it's not only is it it's a powerful message, but it's a, it's a conversation starter because people mm-hmm. often stop and go, "What's that?" or "Oh, that's so cool." And even if you, you know, you're you're spreading that message, but by someone else seeing it, go yeah, actually that that's true. Maybe I should take some time for myself. So um yeah, it's kind of really evolved from there and that's yeah, that's what we're about now. It's self care saves.
1: That's amazing. But you raised <laughs> so much money in such a short amount of time. I think it's so pivotal, especially right now in today with COVID nineteen and lockdown in Melbourne. I think it was like the longest and strictest lockdown in the world. It's what I read somewhere. So like I... Tense. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully we're allowed out a bit more oh, now, which yeah. is thankful. But being in lockdown was hard enough, but you were in lockdown with a newborn baby, two boys home, not in school, and a husband. How did you handle all of that?
2: <laughs> I'm rocking in the corner right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> No, look, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was pre- it, it was look for the first lockdown, uh I actually really enjoyed it to be honest mm-hmm. because I am a very busy person and I had actually planned for Mum's who wine, which I was stupid because I was going to be very heavily pregnant. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of travel, you know, I was running four events up in Queensland, I was flying up to Canberra, I was doing all of this. So obviously with COVID, um all of that had to be cancelled and caused me to just stop and rest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we I joke around, you know, we were we were baking the sourdough and we were doing the jigsaw puzzles. And I actually looked at it. It was a really nice time that I I got with the boys and I got with Mark. Um and then we were we were free like for about a week and a half. And in between that (laughs) Yeah I know. But in between that most of that was I was in hospital because I had my third baby, Arielle. And Then I came home, and I think we had a few days, and then we went back into lockdown. And look, you know, I I always tried to stay positive where I could. And like, this is time, you know, Mark's home. He's like, because he's a political advisor, so he does Mm -hmm. really late hours when it's a sitting week. The boys are home, this is time. But towards the end, it just, it was, it was getting really tough. And I, you guys probably see on Mums Who Wine, I share pretty rawly and honestly, and I um, cry a lot. And, but, it was tough because I just felt I had this, because it's my last baby, it's my long-awaited girl, you know, I've, I've got two beautiful boys but, you know, you always want a little girl and I've got all these cute outfits and we're literally <laughs> like in lockdown so I would like yeah. dress her up and send photos to my mom, and she's like, it's like it's your cabbage patch doll, you're doing like yeah. little dress-ups <laughs> but I think the hard thing, I just I felt a little bit, which I know a lot of other um, mm-hmm. mums did during that time, almost a, a little bit robbed and, I, and you know, I instantly want to go but I know it's not as bad as everyone else but my experience is my experience and that's, the you know, the filter that I'm, I'm doing it through. And, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, we didn't do the coffee dates and we didn't do that and it was like Mark's mam- family haven't even met her yet yeah. and she's four and a half months old. So it was tough and there, I think particularly – having two very noisy little boys and we're in a very small house we with this is another thing we were actually meant to have moved um to a much bigger house but the people whose house we're moving to they are moving to New Zealand and they can't get in because of COVID Mm. so our house is packed up we're ready to go and we're waiting for the date and we're meant to be in in June and we're in now November (laughs) so there was a lot of things and look there was one day you may have seen it I had a very uh epic meltdown when Arielle wasn't sleeping much during the day because the boys were running up and down and it was just too hard for her to sleep. And Mark um, said, just go out and do something for yourself. And I just lost. I'm like, what am I meant to do? I'm in lockdown. (laughs) So I sat in the car and just cried and did a story on Mums Who Wine. And then I literally just wandered around reject shop because it was the only thing that was open. And I just wandered around for an hour and a half in the reject shop because (laughs) all I could do. Did you buy some
0: like out of date pop tarts? Oh I just
2: bought so much random stuff yeah I know I bought like like dodgy like um tennis balls for the dog that like you throw them once and it cuts in half and yeah it was it was very interesting but yeah look I think it it was I I think I'll look back on it and go yeah that was a nice time and I got that extra time with all of us and we've we're all Mm -hmm. quite close up but you know it definitely was not what I it wasn't what I signed up for no. and it still it still isn't because we still can't do a lot of things
1: I think and a lot is, of people yeah. in Melbourne felt that the first half or the first month or two was a nice novelty you know you got to bond with everyone you get a little bit of freedom and then the next it was you lose your motivation you lose like your body goes like I think I spoke about this in a podcast earlier your body kind of shuts down and you're just in this survival mode so I think seeing You, you know, being so open and honest on your social media was quite validating to a lot of women out there and men if they were watching as well. So Mm. thank you for being so honest about how you were going through
2: it all. Oh, it was, and it actually made me feel better. I felt like whenever I, I think as women, we should share more anyway. Uh, I think Mm. that communicating is a powerful thing. But for me, actually sharing, I felt like I was talking to people, like I felt yeah. like I was, in, which I was, like I was talking to my tribe. We've got quite a large following now. But like, you know, and I put stuff out there and honestly, the love and the empathy and the support and even, I don't know, you guys might have seen, I had a really tr- uh, tough time breastfeeding um, third time round, and, you know, she had a tongue tie and a lip tie and I had, you know, it was just a culmination of things. And I actually put a story up and just was in tears sharing about how hard it was. And I, my inbox blew up. I reckon I had mm-hmm. maybe 500 people contact me just saying, thank you for sharing that because I thought I was the only one. I thought that, you know, everyone's like, it's the most natural thing in the world. And and women feel a lot of pressure to breastfeed. And like, I'm still breastfeeding, but we've mixed feed and have done that from the start. But yeah there's just so much involved with like mums are so hard on themselves so I think to actually be raw and honest to show and I'm like I think the thing is as well like in my when I was a lawyer I was specialized in psychiatric injury so I've got a very like I've got a knowledge base I've got a supportive network I've got great friends and I was still struggling so Mm -hmm. that's why I wanted to show like I'm one of the stronger ones I did quotation marks realize that (laughs) <laughs> Air quote. Um, so yeah, and I think that vulnerability it just encourages other people to be vulnerable, which is what it's all about, and what I've um, created and really you know want to encourage people to do. So I think you have to, like anything, you have to lead by example. It's one of my favorite things about
0: Instagram, and. Rochelle and I both went through infertility and, and IVF to become pregnant and we found such sanctuary and the connection through Instagram. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's the ability to craft the kind of support and the, follow the kind of accounts that are speaking honestly and and not to just get all the bad news stories. But I love that women on Instagram seem to be really seeking connection and reaching out and it's so, it's so accessible and yeah, I, I really adore it. And it it is so validating when you can be like, you know, following some random, you know, person across the world and you're like, oh man, me too. That's just
2: yeah. really Everyone's special. So appro- like approachable and like, yeah, everyone, I've made like seriously some beautiful friends that I've never even Mm -hmm. met and I see them and I'm like oh my gosh like one of the Amanda she has been running our mindset sessions and she connected with me first and we we've become like the best of friends and I've met I've literally met her twice in my life and it's all through you know virtual stuff and Instagram we chat daily we send voice messages and you know I think I think social media like You know, there's obviously positives and negatives. But for the most part, I've had a few, you know, not so nice things. But for the most part, everyone's so supportive. And I think Mm -hmm. people just, especially at this time, people are craving authenticity. People are craving, you know, and I always say don't look Mm -hmm. at the highlight reel of Instagram. People want connection. People, like, we're in a loneliness epidemic. People are lonely. And they, you know, we're in the most connected, like, time of our life, but we're so disconnected. So I, I think that's, it's, you're right. It's so beautiful to form those relationships on social mm-hmm. media.
0: You definitely touched on it previously in terms of, you know, some sourdough baking. I mean, I killed about three sourdough <laughs> starters, so I'm very envious of anyone who actually got to the making bread stage. It wasn't me. It was my husband. I, I don't yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> I you for clarifying. <laughs> um, but there were definitely you know some parts of of lockdown and and the slowing down that that maybe resonated really well have there been any you know shifts for you in terms of parenting things from lockdown and and not to dismiss how challenging it has been but things that you're really keen to hold on to as a parent
2: yeah absolutely that's a really good question um one thing and i shared about this actually in mums who wine it was Previously, because we were, you know, Mark would work late hours, I'd be running around busy, we'd often come home, get the kids from day daycare and Thomas from after school care and we'd just be exhausted and we would just sit and watch, te- um, eat dinner in front of the TV and we wouldn't talk. We would just be, you know, we'd talk occasionally, but you know what I mean? Like we'd watch yeah. The Bang Theory and it was just, we were just so depleted. We're just like, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Whereas during lockdown, we made a point of sitting down at the dinner table every night, turn the TV off and we would go around the table and say, what was your favourite thing about the day? Because we wanted to really, you know, uplift the kids and it was, you know, it was difficult for them. So it took for them to actually look at the positive and be grateful for the situation that we were in. And the boys used to pray every night for COVID-19, for everyone to stay safe and for the scientists mm. to find a cure. And and it was a really beautiful time. And that's something that I am so thankful for because we're going to implement and continue that onwards. And some of the best conversations were around the dinner table. I think, you know anything around the dinner table you know we're eating over eating over food like connecting over food and uh it's powerful so I think that's something not get back to the busyness of life where you lose the connection and you lose you know sitting down and looking at your kids in the eye and saying you know what was your favorite part and they share about it and it's actually beautiful to see the world through their eyes, like mm-hmm. you know, like like Billy, my he's three and I'm nearly four, and his favorite thing is just doing things with Thomas. And they actually, so to Billy's three and a half, um, Thomas is six and a half, and for the first lockdown, they stayed, uh, Billy slept in Thomas's bed every night for like three they were just th- you know, when that like kids can just sense something, mm, and yeah, they just wanted to be close and together. So for three months, or how I don't even know how long it was, I think it was around three months they just stayed in the same bed. So I think beautiful connections were formed and just old school traditions of eating around the dinner table. Yeah, I love that.
1: I reckon a lot of positive things in terms of parenting will come out of it. It might not be something so obvious right now, but I think going down, people will realise, oh, you know what, I actually loved that during COVID. Let's kind of try to implement that Mm -hmm. now. Yep, Yep. yeah. So... You've probably realized now that Haley and I are both pregnant
2: <laughs> <And The congratulations. laughs> actually, I actually can't like I can't see your bumps but yum <laughs> yeah. how, how far along are you both?
1: I'm 20 weeks in a couple of days
0: and
2: I'm 32 weeks. Oh, exciting! <laughs>
1: So it's, it's good to see Hayley go through everything first so she can tell me to like
2: <laughs> prepare. <Saw it> through. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like it. A exactly. few people have said that to me. One of my girlfriends has said that about having a third baby. She's like, I'm just going to watch you first. Yes. Yeah. If you do it, because we're very similar. She goes, if you can do it, I'll do it. i like, yeah, okay. I love it.
1: Awesome. Leads quite well into my next question because we've never given birth and I'm glad that Hayley gets to go first and I can learn from her. <laughs> <laughs> but you've done it three times now. So what would be, I guess some good advice for us and any other pregnant women about to or will be giving birth.
2: Get the epidural. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Down, honestly. I I didn't have an epidural with Thomas. And look, you know, each to their own. This mm-hmm. is just my own pe- I know everyone's wants to do their own thing, but oh my gosh. So this so when I had Billy, um I so I had like them all naturally, but you know, with some with some drugs. Um, but yeah, that we I didn't have an epidural with Thomas, and like I I just felt like I I don't know I didn't recover as well and things like that. And then I got I asked for one with um, Billy, and after it, like, because you get you don't you're not like really high or anything, but you're just you know you're not feeling anything. And because mm-hmm. I had felt felt it with Thomas. I was seriously crapping onto the nurses so much like why does not everyone get this, like, this is amazing. and they're like yeah Lauren we get it you like the epidural I'm like no seriously so so with Billy um we m- Mark and my favorite show is How I Met Your Mother so we literally mm-hmm. sat there with the iPad for like four or five hours and just watched How I Met Your Mother and then they're like okay you're ready to push now and I rolled over and I pushed and came out so get the epidural I love <laughs> it <laughs> easy simple yeah. and also you might have seen um if so with both Billy and um Billy and Ariel oh they I wasn't as far as long as, long as you know I should or not should be but like I'll yeah anyway yeah. and they're like so you need to do something to get it get it going and dancing like you can get oh, it all but you would have seen honestly The first time with Billy, I just been at a wedding the night before. I was the MC, um, MC of a wedding, which probably not smart when you're like 40 (laughs) weeks pregnant. But um, (laughs) yeah, so we I was dancing from that, and then and then I danced in the um, delivery room. But then also, yeah, with Ariel, I did so much dancing, and then they came back and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "Don't worry about the football, just." Bust some moves, get an epic playlist and just dance. Yeah, we, um,
0: (laughs) Rochelle and I have been (laughs) thinking about playlists actually. And I'm really, I'm not a super chill person. Like I love my yoga and I love, you know, going for walks and nature and all that. But I'm just not a, you know, sit on the beach, Bar and Bay kind of gal. No, no. And I'm really struggling to connect to this idea of like this chilled, playlist. I'm like, what about no, Spice Girls? No, yeah. No. And so oh, I'm yeah. really I'm I'm loving that dance party yeah. playlist. I'm all for it. You
2: need some Whitney Houston. Oh, um, yes. So I'll send you. So during we actually ran self-care saves week this week for the first time and as part of that I created a playlist for our mums so that they, uh, and one of them was the self-care saves get psyched mix. So I'm going yes. to send that to you. Yes, please. And there's also a sip and soak, which is a bit more chill for like okay. if you have a bath. So maybe yeah. you start with that one. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is me time. So, you know, maybe just before you have the baby, so you're like, yeah, and you get in the mood. But um, that's awesome. yeah, no, probably I'm not the yoga, calm birth, zen sort of person. I was like the... Like, let's get this party started kind of girl.
1: That's awesome. So I was starting to make a playlist because everything you see online and all these people like you gotta have like this calming, like earthy like playlist. And I'm like, mm, I'm just not feeling it. Uh, so I messaged Hayley. Don't do it. <laughs> awesome. It'll bore you. <laughs> <laughs> um because Haley's getting to that stage of, you know, having to pack the hospital bag soon, what would be something that you've learned to not pack in the hospital bag? Uh,
2: to not pack. Um, oh, I can't even think. Uh, I, I packed like maybe five or six little hats and honestly they wear it the first day and that's it. So you only need one hat. <laughs> Okay. One little beanie. Cool. Um, and depends where you go in terms of if you're private or public, but if you go private they they supply all the nappies and stuff. so you may as well to save some coin and <laughs> use their nappies. Um, yeah. but definitely want my another tip, which is might be TMI, but lots of maternity pads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only took one packet. For Thomas and I had to send Mark out pretty quickly to get more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I all think
1: right. my hospital says to pack three.
2: Yeah, I, I think do, that I, pack I was like, like five.
1: Okay, <laughs> I've seen oh, um, suitcase. I've seen a lot of women pack like adult diapers as well for like a bit more comfort rather than like just like a pad in underwear
2: one thing that is really good um which i use for billy not billy i use for ariel and i'll send you guys the details it's body ice woman and they're actually Mm. an affiliate with our mums who Wine membership and you get 30 percent discount on all of their products but they're little freeze packs and you put them and you can put them in your like in your undies but yeah. also on your boobs for when you're like you're engorged or you're getting used mm-hmm. to breastfeeding um, another thing I'd put in is some nipple shields just in case oh. yeah because I never write did that down yeah <laughs> because especially in the fit like the second day when they're cluster feeding and your milk's not really come in yet like it's like it can be quite painful so mm. nipple shields awesome good one
0: Good advice. Um, You have recently, um, you have an amazing uh, brand, your own brand of wine, and you've recently released uh, your sparkling wine, Empowered Sparkling Wine. Can you please tell us (laughs) that you're working on a non-alcoholic wine that actually tastes good?
2: (laughs) Well, funnily enough, we actually, so we've got a, um, because as I said, we partner with like over 300 businesses, but we do have one of the businesses which is um, zero proof cocktails. So it's alcohol free cocktails. Oh, right. They did contact us and say, what about the, you know, the pregnant mums or the mums that are breastfeeding? So not yet. Uh, I know I never found one that tasted good. That's right. I feel like you know, if you're going to do the real thing, like if you, you, you know, like you can't sort of um, yeah. trick your brain. <laughs> no. But no, so at the moment, unfortunately, only alcohol, but uh, you know, imp- if there's ever an empowered moment, it is having a baby. And that's what the whole thing is. Like it's yeah. not just alcohol. It's actually, again, like we always say at Mums Who Wine, like we're not selling a product, we're spreading a message. Mm-hmm. And so with, yes, it's, it's bubbles, but it's actually just for mums to actually stop and go. I did something really cool, whether it's having a baby or washing my hair or, you know, surviving school day, school pickup. To actually go, you know what? I'm going to celebrate that. And it's not about the alcohol. It's actually taking like stopping and celebrating moments. Moment. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah for sure so we've got one hat heaps of maternity pads nipple shields and a bottle of empowered sparkling wine
2: hospital bag is sorted hospital bag done done (laughs) Done. absolutely
1: (laughs) awesome um if there was just one more like final piece of advice to share with pregnant women what would that be
2: with pregnant women
1: yeah um being a bit selfish since we are pregnant right now.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> um, oh. Eat lots of chocolate custard. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. for I no reason it. except that it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think oh, I think like anything, and it's funny that you say like what's a piece of advice, but. It's also just to, everyone's going to want to give you advice mm-hmm. and to just be protective of mm-hmm. whether, and that doesn't stop when you're pregnant. It stops when, it doesn't stop when you're mom <laughs> as well. Um, and people, you know, it is out of a good heart, but, you know, I think especially being a first-time mum, there's so much information out there. Mm -hmm. It can be really, really overwhelming. Uh, There's all the books and then there's this, you know, you're worried about putting them in a sleep routine and you're doing this and that. Uh, And, you know, even with pregnancy, like I remember – I was standing on the at the door of our church. I was welcoming people, and I was eating a muesli bar. And someone goes, "Aunt, should you be eating that?" And I was like, "What? What?" And then, like, other people like, "Oh, you know," because I was quite big with Thomas, and he ended up being a nine-pound baby, but like not huge or anything. But they're like, "Gee, what have you been eating? Just cream buns?" And I'm like. seriously people are just retarded when it's like things like that it's like you just just tell someone that they look beautiful yeah don't comment on their shape like my girlfriend is actually she's had really small babies so she actually barely looked pregnant and people were like are you sure you're even pregnant and that would be really hard for her as well Mm -hmm. because she was worried about the size of the baby she knew they were small so you know if you see if, if you see well, this, is, I guess, is more if you see a pregnant mum, just tell them they look beautiful. But it's it's a really, towards the end, I hate to say it, you fe- it feels like it's going in reverse. Like those last few weeks are just, and I was documenting it in Mums Who Are and I'd like mm-hmm. wake up, I'm still pregnant, I'm still <laughs> pregnant. Um, but it, you know, obviously they can't stay in there forever. So those last few weeks they are frustrating and you just mm-hmm. want the baby here. But honestly kick back, watch some Netflix, like not that we haven't been doing that for the past seven months in lockdown, but, uh, you know, enjoy that time and enjoy that time with your partner as well. Yeah, because That's, you know, it's the last time it's going to be the two of you, which is, yeah, just sort of have a few date nights uh, mm. do and just do things and not be always focused on the baby, like really, you know, spend some time investing in you guys. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say something then and I just lost
0: it. I was like, like, we're we're recording on Zoom. Rochelle looks like she's about to open her mouth and I don't want to cut her off. Um, I guess too, you know, that beautiful circle of, you know, when you take the time to look after yourself and and prioritise self-care, you're actually with yourself and you can kind of trust your instincts better. You know, like I, I can never find my intuition when I'm flat out and I'm running on empty so by taking, you know, the the coffee in the morning outside and the walk and and just those times you actually kind of get that stronger sense of connection to your gut instinct and and I'm hoping, you know, certainly through pregnancy um and hoping through motherhood too that it's that, you know, it's it's in me, it's all there and I just need to create that little space. So, yeah, I love that. And that's that. so
2: important and that's something that I, you know, really press on and really encourage our mums to do and I make a point where where I can obviously is just taking 10 minutes at the start of your day and even if you know you've been up during the night or whatever just finding 10 minutes going outside I listen either I might listen to a a quick podcast or I just listen to instrumental music Mm -hmm. I write down five things I'm grateful for I put a few goals down I meditate I pray and honestly just 10 minutes that pocket of 10 minutes before your day gets crazy it's so important and you're right like that's when you're actually going to be able to check in with how you're going because you can ask a million people but at the end of the day it's you you know you and you know what you need to do like when I was having my epic meltdown I knew what I needed to do I needed to go by the water because that's where I find peace mm-hmm. but I went to reject shop because I was like in a bit of <laughs> defiance because I'm like I hey, screw you COVID I'm going yeah. to the reject shop <laughs> um, but you're right taking that time and it is hard once you become Mum, but you just have to, and that's just to have that communication with your partner as well, and to say, "I need ten minutes. Can you just take the baby or whatever?" And just setting that and making it a priority because it's not selfish; it's it's self care. I love that. I love everything
1: that you've kind of created um, for mums and yourself and anyone that's out there. And you're not just in Melbourne. You've got bases kind of in other states. So, which other states are you kind of operating in at the moment?
2: Uh, So we are in Canberra, we're in Brisbane, we're in also obviously Queensland and ACT, uh, New South Wales, we're in Newcastle, Hunter Valley, uh, we're in Tasmania, we're in Hobart We've run a couple of events in Darwin, Northern Territory. So pretty much the only, I really need to get to Perth because my sister's over there and there's a lot of good wine regions over mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, like we went went through a period where we were doing quite a few pop-up events in different locations yeah. and we did quite a few rural events. Like, with you know, my heart is to really reach, you know, those mums that are very isolated and... Um, you know, mums that are living two two hours from their next neighbour and we've run a few different things for those as well. So, yeah, so we're in 10 areas at the moment. Everything's kind of like our events and all of that, mm. a lot of, are on hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of our membership, like that's, so we've got a lot, lot of online businesses. So even if a mum is you know in darwin for example and they can still go online and they can get you know for example your active truth maternity leggings or you can get some wine delivered and it's yeah just to again to encourage mums to spend time and money on themselves because you feel so much better for doing it and it might just be you know a nice candle or a bag of tea or something but it's something for you
1: well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. I feel like we could chat for hours, but Hayley and I have an issue of having our podcast go too long and having oh, to call it.
2: Yeah, so. right. And I can actually hear a screaming baby, so which I'm like pretending, well, I, I kind of can't, you know, get to her at the moment. But um, no, thank you so much. And, you know, congratulations, guys. It's such a beautiful thank you. journey. And honestly, yeah. if you've got any questions, I've done it three times. It's but. Every baby's different as well mm-hmm. and that's one thing like, yeah, just to you know you, you do you and, um, yeah, and just give yourself time as well. One thing, if I can say one thing, which mm-hmm. I found by having a baby during COVID, um, if you can, try not to have visitors at the hospital. Uh, I've heard I, that. Honestly, I because we we weren't allowed visitors, it was the most amazing thing to just know that I could sit there and I was trying to you know breast and this is my third baby you know but I still was you know trying to breastfeed I wasn't going oh my gosh my husband's best mate's coming and I've got to worry about breastfeeding you know it's it's a really anxious time and there's actually been a lot of studies on it that all all of the hospital staff all of the doctors they were saying we wish we could actually put this in Mm -hmm. as a rule but they can't so you know maybe your parents or whatever but Everyone, you don't have to have a million visitors at the hospital. That's time for you to heal and to bond with your baby. So just people get it. Just say, just come and see us at home and bring us some food when you while you're at it. And yeah. some wine. <laughs> and some wine. Yeah, exactly. You can have a wine then. <laughs>
1: awesome um again congratulations on your empowered sparkling wine i look forward to trying it when i am not pregnant and if everyone has forgotten we're speaking with lauren oliver and you can find her on instagram and facebook at mums who wine or if you want to become a member you can go to mums and enjoy all the benefits all the virtual sessions events that they run and you know we can always appreciate a good wine with like-minded people
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks, Lauren.
0: Thanks. I think we probably could have spoken to Lauren for another four hours. If you want to follow along with her story and find out all about the amazing uh, partnerships that she has and, and all the goodies, you can find her on Instagram at Mums Who Wine. And, of course, you can find us on Instagram as well.
1: And you can find us at Bumped Podcast or email us at
0: bumpedpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you
2: next week. Bye.